Howdy Perry sisters and allies, Beth, Annie, Nat, and future guests are here to talk about how perimenopause is affecting our lives. We have more than likely been boozing, so if you're easily offended or you're looking for serious medical advice, you should see yourself out right now. What's behind these fits of rage? Decreased libido and dry vag stage. Why can't I focus on this fucking page? It's perimenopause. Welcome to Beth and Annie's Perimenopodcast. This is episode 9, the continuation of our discussion on urinary incontinence. Enjoy. We talked about pelvic floor stuff, so uh, we talked to Kegels yoga, but some, um, and then electrical stimulation. Why? Doesn't that sound fun? Yeah. So they plug, they hook Uh you up to electrodes, kind of like they do when I go to the chiropractor. I, so I used to have um, chronic back uh, pain before I had surgery for it. And I used to use a stim machine for that to release the spasm, the muscle spasm. So I'm, I'm not quite understanding how that would be beneficial here when you're having problems engaging muscles huh uh-huh yeah no i want to know the answer look it up i'm cheating and looking at this my... is how you know you're a professor you're like website i don't know the answer I'm not cheating. electrodes are temp this is from the mayo clinic website are temporarily no. inserted into your rectum or vagina oh, to stimulate and strengthen pelvic floor muscles yeah gentle electrical stimulation can be effective for stress incontinence and urge incontinence but you so do you still think that sounds system. fun, Beth? Yeah, but Michelle is saying that she, she mm-hmm. used it to release the spasm. So if you're clenching, right? Like that makes sense to me that you might experience urgent or urge incontinence because it's know. spasming, but wouldn't the electrical stimulation then just make it worse? Is it like, is like a shake weight? I'm thinking about, you know. <laughs> According to Dr. Phil. I'm just thinking, okay, if it's supposed to strengthen the muscles by making it and you're not doing anything it's kind of like just stand there (laughs) a shake weight for your vagina (laughs) nice actually that's kind of turning me on a little i was gonna say like if we're thinking about merch that's not the worst product i've ever heard of (laughs) someone would probably buy that right i'm sure annie can be our um she can beta test it for us. I would be honored. <laughs> um, there's a, they had a whole list of medications. I'm not going to go through them. Medical devices. So that included a urethral insert, which is like a tampon for your urethra. Mm. How adorable. Uh, pessary, which I, I happen to know that our grandma, who is 98, has one. <laughs> Why would I need to know that? I don't, but um, it got to the point in the last few weeks that my dad needed to move her from, she was living in her own home to um, a long-term care facility. And he said something about her pessary. And I was like, what is that? This is the first time in 45 years I have heard my father be forced to use the word vagina. And it was sweet. (laughs) That is sweet. Um, I've never heard of the word pessary also, not to just expose myself as stupid on all this. Do you want to elaborate a little bit? Oh, it's a little silicone, like ring, ring shaped device that you can insert in your vagina. 
um, to sort of help hold everything in there. So it works for GSM and also prolapse, which is when, you know, bits are sort of like falling out of your cavities. And that is one of the things that the doctor, you really never talking about, you know, surgery was the, the end result, but pessaries, a a lot of people did that if they didn't want to have surgery. Um, And then the, the physical therapy, those were kind of the three that she just, she said, and putting a pad on, I was like, I don't want to live like that. Okay. So, oh, interventional. This was again, the Mayo website. So I feel like this is like miscellaneous or other bulking material injections, which is a synthetic material injected into the tissue surrounding the urethra. It helps keep the urethra closed and reduce urine leakage. Uh, You can inject Botox in there. And I assume that just sort of like numbs the nerves that are causing you to feel like you have to pee. And the same thing with, so you can inject Botox or there are nerve stimulators that will do the same thing. So this is different from the electrical stimulation because that's going to your muscles. These are actually attached to your nerves and it's a device that they surgically implant in there. And then the other option is surgery. So there are multiple kinds of surgery there's sling procedure, bladder neck suspension, prolapse, and artificial urinary sphincter. But I, so we're here today because I want to hear from Michelle about the surgery that she had um, and how it's going. So I had a mid-urethral sling. So um, when I had a child, the, um, the walls of my vagina weakened and then the, um, my bladder started to dip back a little bit, like the muscles that would hold the bladder up, like it started to fall back a little bit, not into the vaginal canal, but kind of like behind. So, um, like if you bear down, if you, uh, it's called a cystocele when you can feel the bladder kind of, uh, bulging a little bit through the wall, you can feel it on the other side of the wall of the uh, vagina. Yeah. So damage that doesn't repair, right? You have these weakened vaginal walls. So with the bladder kind of dipping down a little bit and you don't have um, that same muscular control. So with a sling, with a mid-urethral sling, what they do is they put a sling underneath your urethra. So what they do is they um, make a small incision in the front wall of your vagina and they put the sling in and then they just pull it out through two tiny little, I don't even know if it's an incision or if they use needles to pull it out like at the top of your pubic bone. And it starts to suspend it a little bit. And it's not actually the sling that does the work. It's the um, scar tissue that forms around it ends up supporting. And as you're talking, Michelle, I'm, I've actually pulled up a picture of <laughs> like this, sur- not the surgery itself, but like what it looks like. It's a little diagram of, you know, the bladder and the the um, uterus and our vagina and the pubic bone. And that's amazing. So is it, was it, it is it outpatient? Yeah. Like what was the, yeah, it was super easy. How long did it take? Um, I think the surgery itself takes less than an hour. Um, wow. Yeah, it was outpatient. I actually scheduled it right before the pandemic. So it got canceled. Um, but then as like things started to get a little better at, I I was able to get it in August. I think it's when I had my surgery. I was really pleased that I made the decision right before COVID because I was like, if I get COVID and I have to cough all the time, this is going to be awful. Um, Luckily, I didn't get COVID, (laughs) so that didn't cause a problem. But um, so, yeah, I just went in in the morning, um, 
I believe it's less than an hour of surgery. You go into recovery. They watch you. You're not allowed to go until you can pee again. So there were plenty of women. There were, I saw a number of people come in and they like 20 minutes later went and peed. I did not. I was there for several hours because so when they do the surgery to make sure they haven't like nicked the bladder or anything at the end, they take a camera, they put it up through your urethra and into your bladder to look around and make sure there's no damage. Um, but as a result of that, sometimes the, the urinary sphincter can kind of go like, what the hell did you just do? And just clamp down. Yeah. So they will, um, they'll do a test when you come out, they'll, uh, they'll insert water because you're going to be catheterized. They'll actually put water into your bladder and see if you can void. And most people do, and then they go home. So you can be in and out in under three hours. I was there for a long time. I got there at 5.30 in the morning and I didn't go home till like three. Oh my God. But finally did I did. So, finally I did. Yeah. But I assume your bladder was full of fluid, mm -hmm. right? Did it hurt? No. I mean, it didn't get that far, thankfully. Okay. I mean, I could feel it, but it wasn't, it wasn't uncomfortable. It was just saying, okay, I should probably have to pee. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes it happens that just your bladder goes a little funky for a day. And some women do have to get sent yeah. home with a catheter, but it usually comes out by the next day. And then, so what was the recovery time? Like, what did you have to like, take it easy? Were you on bed rest? No. That sounds lovely. Um, yeah, you, you can't do heavy lifting for a while. That's basically it. Um, like that day I had like a little bit of cramping and stuff, but the next day I was pretty fine and I couldn't run. I couldn't jump, which I couldn't do anyway. You know, I couldn't pick things up that were more than, uh, my doctor told me not more than five pounds for two weeks or four weeks, something like that. Um, and then after that, you can start increasing. Mm -hmm. So I just got out of doing like, even she said, even grocery bags do not oh. carry grocery bags in. But so, so I got out of that for a while. Now you can, how long ago was the surgery? August. So coming up on almost a year, it'll be a year in August, right? So we're like nine months ish. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Like as soon as yeah. I could start but running, what? like the month later, I was like, let's do this friend. And I'd like chase her through the yard. That's cool. That's great. Oh, yeah. that's so lovely. been a leak. That's awesome. So not even like when you have to cough or. That's sneeze. awesome. No. I do notice um, when I, so we have a home gym now, since we have a pandemic, we've built out a home gym. Um, mm -hmm. I do notice though, that, um, things like jumping jacks or something, I still don't do. Cause after a few, it feels uncomfortable. It feels like it's going to happen. It doesn't happen, but like, it still feels like it's not quite, not quite right. And in terms of recovery, the other thing I forgot to mention is like, it can take a while for proper bladder function to come back. Like it took eight weeks before I was urinating the same way, like normally, um, mm -hmm. like it can be really slow afterwards. Like it can make a really, and even now, nine months, nine months later, it takes me longer to pee than it did before. It's just slower. Um, and I do have to do the double voiding sometimes. Like I'll go. And then a few minutes later, I'm like, Oh no, I didn't finish. Cause I'm impatient. And I just stop thinking I'm done. I don't realize it at the time. I just think I'm done, but I just, it's so slow that I have to wait and go back. It's not for any of the reasons that you ladies are describing, but I'm also an impatient peer. <laughs> what does, so do you like bear down so you can pee faster Nat? Um, yeah, I probably do. And I just, it's like, I just want to be out of there. You know, I'm like, I'm done. And then, you know, I've, I've done that before I'm, I'm a basketball coach. And so sometimes like during, 
you know, once or twice, like during a timeout or during halftime, I'm like, oh, I need to use the bathroom and I'll, I'll go and I'll pee. And then when I come back to the court, I'm like, you know what? I didn't really finish. Um, and then you're kind of stuck. You can't go again. Cause then people think you like have a problem. So then you're just kind of, you're just kind of right. Right. You're just kind of uncomfortable for the rest of the game. I'm in, an impatient peer. Like I said, are there people who linger? I'm sure there are. Intentionally? I, okay. There's people that are, there are every type of person. Okay. You can find somebody that is, that does anything probably. Right. I mean, I could see in, in Michelle's instance, if it takes longer, right. You're like, Oh my God. But if you're just, yeah. Oh my Nat. That's why I love you. <laughs> That's sweet. I'm glad. <laughs> I wonder if it'll affect your prostate in the end. I don't know. My game plan on that is just never go to the doctor and have it checked. So I'll never know. This is why men die earlier. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Oh, you're Michelle. You're, you could not be right. Like I, I'm sure that you'll both be around at least 20 years after I'm gone. Uh, and that's one of the reasons. Just one. One. Yeah. Oh, there's a bunch of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So Michelle, I, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I told you this when we were messaging back and forth, but I was telling Annie, like when we were talking about this, developing this episode, when you described the sling, I kept picturing this. I thought it was like up yeah. in your urethra. I didn't realize it was sort of to like hold your bladder. Right. So that's why it's mid urethral. Well, it's under the urethra right. really. Right. It's pushing. Yeah. yeah. So, but I thought it was like up in the tube. Uh-huh. And when mm-hmm. I told Amy, I was like, I picture this little hammock and you know how popular <laughs> sloths are right now, right? Like with this little sloth, just sort of like hanging out, helping you control your urinary function. But now what I picture Nat for merch is a happy little bladder hanging out in a hammock. And what was Annie's? Mm-hmm. What did we trademark? I'm not, it's not wet. I'm just, what was it? Uh, it, I'm a little wet, but it's not. Oh, sore. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and also, um, uh, vagina shake weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I'll, I'll start. Also, by the way, us. so inspiration here. You're talking about a happy little bladder and a hammock. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids, and if I or if I had, kids, had kids or a wife, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, um, they're all really into like fidget toys. And one of the ones they're really into, it's this squishy ball, like, and it's inside a net. So you squeeze it and like the little parts of the ball protrude out of the holes in the net. And it's like very satisfying and stuff. I mean, let's just make the ball a bladder and the net's a hammock and we've already got a pre-made product. Yep. I don't know what a bladder, what a happy little bladder would look like, but we're just spitballing here. Yeah. Yeah. There's no bad ideas. I just keep telling myself that all the time. Matt, there's no bad ideas. You're doing great. Oh, one of the other things I did see was, oh, uh, under sort of the holistic stuff was pads and protective garments. What were the name of those undies, Michelle? Speaks, S-P-E-A-X. Oh, okay. Are, are they also made by Thinks? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because we have Thinks here in our house for... Oh, I do too. Yep. It, but it's is it a different material in the... Yeah, yeah, it's made specifically uh, to to manage urine instead of menstrual fluid. Okay, interesting. And I do notice I I did notice the difference because I have both, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like during my period, it it would not manage it the same. 
Okay. That's when I was just wearing the speaks. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, like, I, I told stories about like, I told this story about when I fell, it wasn't that bad, right? So I don't know, depending on how bad someone's incontinence was, I don't know how well they would work. Like I could get a cough, if I, if I felt the cough coming, I would just cross my legs and I would like clench and I'd be fine most of the time, you know, but if it was a surprise, I might not be, you know, so a lot of times I went without it being a problem, but to have the security of it, it was great. I don't know how it would be for someone that had a, a you know, a bigger problem. Yeah. Yep. Well, that makes sense. Um, yeah. The website that I was looking at also said, so pads, protective undergarments, um, and then you can catheter yourself if you so desire. That sounds like a lot of fun too. Yeah, that sounds. My great. kids are losing in the background. At least they're laughing. Oh, that's your kids. That's my kids. I just assumed it was mine, but oh. usually it's Annie's. But <laughs> she's in the car, so she's only got one of hers right now, yep. right? Yep. True. Usually, when we record in Annie's at her house, there's like a full-on like parade coming through in the background, often with like musical instruments and stuff, tubas, French horns. And so forth. So they won't do the sling if you're going to have more kids, by the way. You have to be totally done with having kids for them to do the sling. Is everyone on this pod totally done? Uh, yeah. Yeah. One is enough. If I had a wife, she'd be done. I can tell you that. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> because I knew my child was going to be like Louise. She is. It's so awesome. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> do you want to know? Uh, do you want to know? Uh, Fun fact about me, Beth. Always. There's I've never seen I've never seen Bob's Burgers before. You love The Simpsons. You have to watch and Family Bob's Guy. Burgers. I, I just it's I just have it's just never happened. You know, it's not intentional. I've just never you'll love it. Never seen it. You have to, yeah, you'll love it. I believe you. So the younger child is an evil genius. She's an evil like genius. Stewie Griffin or like different type of evil genius. Different. She's a little more sassy. Okay. Like he's, he's genius. She's, she's more like, I'm going to use my powers for evil. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. I just, I assumed you would, you would think that I was a guy who had seen Bob's Burgers and I, I, Yeah. You seem like the type. I'm full You're of like, surprises. I don't even know you. Well, I haven't seen you in a while now that we don't like do the pot anymore. Uh, well, thank you for joining us today on Beth and Annie's Perimenta podcast. A special thank you to Michelle, for being with us to talk about um, your adventures in uh, in yeah. this area, yes, fun. I appreciate your candor and um, your sense of humor. Yeah, it was great. Um, future episodes, we're still going to talk about plumbing. The next one we will explore is poo. Yes, I know, right? I have some funny stories that Nat is a part of. Preferably that yeah. one. Yeah. He didn't know. Well, he claims he didn't know. I didn't know. You told me like months afterwards. Okay. It, it didn't was... change how I felt about you. Okay. Thank you. It was humiliating. Uh, if you want to share stories or provide feedback, send us an email at perimenopodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Beth and Annie's Podcast. We are on Twitter and what's, oh, Instagram. See, I'm an old lady. I can't remember how all this social media crap. Um, until next time, lead on. Lead on.
Why is there a delay when you? I know, I know. Annie's killing me with this. She's delay. like, I. She wants to be the last person out of the room. Um, <laughs> you want to know something that happened to me that was both a compliment and made me feel kind of bad. I was recording a football podcast uh, a few days ago, and was doing it with these guys that I've, I've recorded with a bunch of times. And we've got regulars that comment into the show and ask questions. I don't know them personally. I know some of my hosts personally from a long time Wait, ago. How do they come into the show? Well, we have like a running comments thing because we, we oh. live broadcast on, uh, on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch and periscope or something all at the same time and so people watch and there's comments that come up and we answer them as they come but it came out so i referenced something somebody said something about some fantasy football player that like is always really good the first week of the season and then terrible after that and everyone's referencing someone and i just immediately referenced some guy from 1992 uh which is when i started playing fantasy football and it was kind of like a record scratch. Like everything just stopped because they all thought I was younger than, than I was. Uh, and so then it, the big point of like, everyone was talking about how, like asking me how old I was. And I felt like really uncomfortable answering. And it came out that they all thought I asked, well, how old do you think I am? And they all thought I was 35 or 36. And <laughs> I was wearing a, a backwards baseball hat. So, I oh mean, I looked, God. I looked cool and, you know, young, I guess. And so I was flattered that they thought I was 35 or 36, but also it made me feel kind of bad because the truth is I was just way older than all of them. And now I'm kind of worried they're not going to like me anymore. How did you get, obviously they're not your close friends if they don't know how old you are. How'd you get connected with these guys? Um, the main guy at the website used to work for me and Anna when the school we ran in. Oh, okay. He was a special education teacher when I was the dean of students and she was the principal. And we just played fantasy football together. And when we moved, he started this website and asked me if I would help him out with it. So, I mean, like, we're like friends, but not super close where he knew exactly how old I was, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the fans, like, all think I'm 35. And so do I reveal that that's not true? Well, you already did. It sounds like I didn't tell him I was 43. No, but can't they do the math if they figure out 92? Like how well, old would you have if you were 30? Uh, I don't I can't do the math. I was 15 and 92. And and one of the people commenting made a point of being like that he was two and ninety-two. So <laughs> well that's what I'm saying. Like if you were their age, you would have been two. You wouldn't have been playing fantasy football. So if you're yeah, I was thing, I've been revealed as being old. Uh, but now I'm scared to do the next podcast I'm worried they're just gonna like tease me about being old all the time that could be some fun just weird I don't know fun bits fun bits that's the second time you've said fun bits today I like referring to those bits to Michelle earlier you talked about bits I should call I should name it bitsy (laughs) do women do women name their bits the way that like uh you know like a guitar player names their guitar or something or like you don't have a name for your man parts i don't excalibur (laughs) i don't it's never it's never occurred to me to name um my penis if that's what we're talking about do you think that most men do i don't i actually i don't know this is possibly a conversation we should have on another episode i think so 
and I've, I've never like talked to anybody about it. I've never talked, I've never been chatting with anyone and they've like referred to it as like the old Terminator or anything <laughs> like that. I don't know. Annie is yours named? No, but I think it's the spouse that usually names it for the person. And so I can see like women having- Yeah, no, oh. you're right. Mm-hmm. If I had a wife, she never would have named it. Uh, that I can see. Yeah. You can see that? Yes. <laughs> you ask Annie if, if she names hers and then we like expectantly uh, wait for a reply 20 to 30 seconds later. <laughs> um, um, no. Yours doesn't mm-hmm. have a name? Nope. You're just not going to share it? Does it have a name and you're not comfortable telling us no. what it is? See, I can see your body language right here. Why Why do you have to think? That means it has a name and you don't want to tell us. Well, it's so generic. Bearded clam. Right. I mean, like there's... No. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not there a name. Yeah. That's just... Yeah. No, it's not like... So mine doesn't currently have a name to my knowledge, but previous relationship, he named it Celeste. Yeah. I, Interesting. No clue. I have no idea. <laughs> yep, that's what he named it. Wasn't that Babar's wife? <laughs> what? Babar's wife, also Babar's cousin. Uh, I'm just putting it out there. I've, I've read some Babar books in my life. I always thought if yours was named Beth, it would be something like British with like a lot of titles. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like very much so. The Countess yeah. something, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The third. I don't know. Wow. That could be a fun game for a future episode. It's 3 a.m. and I cannot sleep. I'm tired and hot and trying not to weep. Why did he buy that fucking Jeep? It's perimenopause. Yes, it's Perry. Yes, it's Perry. Must be Perry menopause.